Welcome to Tea Tequila and Transformation. I'm Kiana. And I'm Victoria. And this is our spiritual podcast for witchy bitches and spiritual babes. Hi guys, welcome back. We're on episode 12. 12. I'm excited. Me too. Um, so this is Victoria. <laughs> and Kiana. I was gonna lose my culture and I thought I didn't know. I know. know what That's why I was like. This is not how it usually go in. <laughs> Welcome back to Tea Tequila Transformation. That's what I usually say. <laughs> I was just like, this is episode 12 on a beautiful Saturday in the great state of Georgia. Georgia. You know, we're a sweet Georgia. We're a blue state now. <clears throat> okay, so um, let's do our weekly rundown. Write it down. Yeah, so how was your week? It it was a good week for Victoria. That's Most of my weeks are good. I haven't had a bad week in a while. Yeah. But like it was a good week. Um it was my birthday week. Yeah. So that was really nice. Um sorry, I'm just putting on a blanket. Did you ever text Mallory and ask her if she sent you that? I have not texted her. I was actually thinking about that. I'm gonna text her probably in a video. And my brother in law should have sent you something for your birthday. He sent me money. <laughs> That's a given. He was like, "Way you off your birthday? And I said, you need to make sure whenever we go to these little tiny towns in Germany that you give me some magnets. Because I like magnets from different places. Which, if you're ever at a place and you're thinking of me for a souvenir, it's a magnet. I'm very simple. It's a magnet, but for me, it's a crystal or a pack of incense. And um, you can then also I was get like, her a plant. I would like money. Yeah. And he sent me $900. God damn. Yeah. And I paid all the bills. So you so, don't have to pay anything coming up. Yeah, I paid all the bills. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah. So it was my birthday week on Wednesday. Um, Monday, Tuesday was chill. I just had class on Monday. My coaching class went very well. And then I had only orientation on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Our traditional team is getting so much better with things. And it's making me really excited and really happy. They put such a good team this year, and I'm very excited about that. They're very focused. They are when they want to be. Yeah. When because like they like to mess around a lot, so <laughs> um, which is fine because it's supposed to be like a team fun atmosphere. That's how you get people to stay on the rotation team. Yeah. Um. Then for Wednesday was my birthday, and I went to work actually, and I my boss and my orientation head leaders like decorated my office, and so I came into the office and they had sticky notes. And it was like all over my I have to do computers. So they had sticking this on my computers. I was like, happy birthday. And like they hung a banner. I saw happy it. Birthday. It was so cute. And I got flowers from my boss that were up there. And she got me some cupcakes and two cards. And I put them up there on my TV stand. So like such a sweet surprise. Yeah. I didn't really think they were going to decorate the office. Because on Tuesdays, I'm typically the last one in the office. Yeah. But I left. Tuesday Wasn't it night. Michaela? Yeah, and her and Ivy were sitting in the office, and I was like, are y'all coming? And they are like, oh, I just have to do the thing. And I was like, okay, bye. And I didn't even think twice about it. I just mm-hmm. left. And I was like, are you going to lock the door? And they are like, yeah, we got it. So I was like, okay. So that was really nice to walk into on Wednesday, and then I went to go get a bunch of free stuff. I got my free gift from Ulta. I got a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. Do um, you still have those donuts? I actually brought them to work. Bitch. I know. I was like, I know Kiana wanted them, but... I did, because I have been craving a Krispy Kreme donut for a while. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, so um, 
I got a free brownie from Chick-fil-A. Um, I still have to use my Moe's burrito. Mm -hmm. I can still use that. I have something from Chili's. got free dessert from Chili's I can still use until like next Damn, week. Damn, did you sign up for a Waffle House? Uh, yeah, I, had get, okay. I can get a free waffle. And I actually never got my coupon for iPop, so I'm kind of mad about that because I wanted the free pancakes. I yeah. wanted the pancakes for free. But it's okay. But yeah, I had a great birthday. I signed up for all the free birthday food-wise because I'm a foodie. Oh, I got a free Dunkin' coffee. Yeah. And typically, I like Boston Robbins as a scoop. Mm -hmm. The one here doesn't do the free scoop on your birthday anymore. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, I didn't know y'all did that. But she still gave me like six scoops for free. She was like, what the fuck? So I tore that up. <laughs> and I got, um, I've been upset. Like, it's like a butter pecan, but it's like a young version. It's pecan praline. Oh, I love that. So, super good. Because I remember you gave me the rest of yours one day. That bitch was so good. Yeah, so that's like probably one of my favorite ice creams right now. So I did all that on Wednesday. Then I made myself some salmon bites I saw on TikTok. And, ugh, they were so good. So good. So I made myself a really nice dinner. And I got myself a little bar cake. Um... I can't eat it because there's a, it's like a milk bar cake. Ew. But I can't eat it because it's so milky. Yeah. And also a little lactose intolerant. Yeah. So I, I can't do it. I can't do milk. So it's like a chocolate milk cake bar. And it was pretty good. Um, and I like you know blew out my candles and I had a really peaceful day on Wednesday, just doing me by myself. I worked on Thursday like normal. I don't think anything crazy happened on Thursday. Friday. It was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday we went to prom. That was so fucking fun, y'all. <laughs> my um, Even university though threw a prom. My heels were killing my feet. <laughs> we had so much. It was such a good time. Fun. I got to shake some ass. <laughs> yeah. We had such a good time. Everybody dressed up and a lot of students came and we were really shocked about that yeah. because I was one hundred percent not expecting students to come at all. And they did amazing with decorating. Mm -hmm. DJ Brad was <laughs> on the ones and twos and he, he showed, showed out. Mm -hmm. Loved, loved my favorite part of the night was the Indian students. The Indian students. They were killing it and then all the black people were like, hey, hey, did, hey, did hey. you um oh you went to go take pictures, but the girl who had the Langa on the Indian pantsuit. Oh, yes. Okay, so I went up to her and I was like, sweetie, I just want to let you know your Langa is so beautiful. She was like, oh my God, you know what this is called? I was like, yeah. My dad was, you know, had friends in India, stationed in India. We've done all of that. And I actually had to go to an Indian ball when I was younger. So I like had to choose between saris and langas and all. She was like, oh my God, thank you so much for recognizing my culture. I really appreciate it. It was just so fucking beautiful last and night. That's like when we like when it happened. And I was like, and this is like the inclusion that we talk about all the time for CSU because we do have a huge international community. Yeah. Like we have a lot of um, Asian students, a lot of Indian students, and because if you look at Columbus, it is a lot of Indian, mm -hmm. Hispanic, Hispanic. It's a lot of Asian Indian, people. Hispanic, and Asian cultures here in Columbus alone. Yeah, like. It's wild. It's crazy. But yeah, it was just really sweet to see everybody like kind of getting together and doing their thing. The one thing that pissed her off last night though was y'all, the kids were flipping. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Flipping on cement floors. And that's, I was like, if they bust an ass, yeah. that's me writing paperwork. Cause I got to witness the ass busted. Yeah. And I'm just not trying to do and that. And then we were recording 
So it would have been even worse because we were recording. I didn't record the flips because I was not going to be held liable for yeah, nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was so wild. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, we just had a good time last night, which is, I think, what we all need to I also we were had, very like, sober at that, too. I always have a good time sober. I really need to drink half of the time. And then um, I just... Before that, I went like grocery shopping, and I got my oh, I got my nails redone. I took off my yeah, two overlays too. Yeah, I had an envoy meeting for our new envoys, and then I had an envoy event, which was beautiful. It was a class of nineteen seventy two from Columbus College, fifty year anniversary school of nursing. Wow. Yeah. So they had a such they were so cute and they were just like so excited to see each other. They were like, oh. Tom, Rob, Brittany. <laughs> like, it was so cute. And the dinner was bomb. But um, yeah. And I got my nails done. I took off my acrylic overlay and I'm just rocking my natural nails right Speaking now. Speaking of dinner, are you cooking tonight? Um, I was just gonna eat leftovers because I have a lot of leftovers from this week. Oh, yeah, I cooked like twice this week, and then I literally had dinner catered every other day. Great. Um I'll be choosing something. That's fine. <laughs> Um, Before we go to the bar to go watch the Duke and North Carolina game, I really just want to do some homework and chill for the rest of the night. Okay, we can do that. It doesn't matter. I've been, but I think Soft wanted me to come just to kind of be like a buffer. Yeah. Is he going to be there? Yes. Okay, great. So I might go for like an hour. Okay, we can go for an hour. Um. So we had a good time yesterday, and today I got. Oh, I also got three new plants yesterday, and a new plant on Wednesday. But the one new plant on Wednesday was a gift. Yeah, so, or Thursday was a gift. And then um, I got new plants, three new plants yesterday. And then I went to the market this morning. That was a lot of fun. I went with Soft and Matt. Ooh, his name's not Matt. Soft and Sam. And like I got, oh, actually, I got to show you my earrings. I got two pairs of earrings, um, these beautiful flowers in front of us. And oh, I got Filipino food from, it's called like Bakes Catering or mm-hmm. something like Cakes catering stuff like that mm-hmm. and they do the filipino food and the like desserts and stuff mm-hmm. so i got Filip- that's my first time ever trying filipino food i got chicken adobo rice bowl yeah it was so good i tore it up so that's basically it and the main salmon um soft went to the fair and <laughs> yeah i want a goldfish his name is john well yeah. soft won it for me but she gave it to me so his name is john and I'm going to get his full stuff together on Thursday. I'm very excited for John. But she does have a little bowl. I do. And then um, I got a stuffed pig because we there's pig races at the fair. And uh, Sam, <laughs> he bet on the pig races because you can bet on yeah. them. And yeah. He lost? He won one. He lost the other two. Oh, fuck. There. It was crazy. It was so funny and so cute. And then I got a funnel cake. That's most of the reason I went. I should have fucking told you to bring me one. I, well, they're there till the 10th, so we have time to go back. Can we go again? Yeah. Can we go next weekend? Yeah, they're yes. there till the 10th. Great. So it was just a really good day overall, and it's been a very good week overall, and I'm very happy about that. So nothing crazy has happened for me, and I'm very thankful. Classes are fine. I got an 87 on a paper, on a test, on a final I just test. Be, I just want to understand how the fuck you be doing this. And, you don't. and I did it in like an yeah. hour and a half. She don't really be giving a fuck about these classes. That's what, she, that's what I'm telling y'all. She do not give two fucks at all. She just be like, okay, bitch, I'm ready. I'm just ready to fucking graduate again. Like, I don't even know why I went through this fucking, <laughs> this fucking school again. Like, this bitch literally sat beside me, took the fucking final, and she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, 
Bitch, it was a final. And then she tells me last week, oh, I made an 87 on that. What? He really should not reward my bad behavior. What? Like, this bitch ain't study worth a dime. What are you? Um, I got a text message. Oh. Um, so my week was cool. I don't remember what I did. I've just been running on a blur. Um, I've just been running on a blur. Um, I have been doing a lot of work lately. Um, um, I've been doing a lot of work. I've been just making sure that like my mental health is at its peak um, of healthiness. I have been just trying to, you know, get my website together. Um, I've just been, you know, trying to make sure like my marketing is how I want it to be. And I officially went ahead and branded my couples, um, and my branding photography officially. So like usually for like the past couple months, I've been wanting to like brand it specifically because this photographer, Aisha Bailey, I love her to death. Mm -hmm. She's an Indian American photographer and I actually listened to her when I was um, in a um, class for Jai Long, which absolutely love him too for marketing. Oh my God, yeah. And um, her branding for her clients who, because she's a intimate love photographer, which is just like small, like weddings, basically. That's how she's branded herself. Her name and club for her couples is the Love Club. So she has all this merch. She has everything. And I was just like, I have so many clients who would love to be a part of something like that. Um, but yeah, my I felt like, you know, you guys would love to be a part of something. And even though I have like, oh, welcome to be a... Welcome to becoming a badass. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's for branding. So I came up with my official branding for my couples, which is wild hearts and badasses. So like the wild hearts is the couples and then the badasses is everybody else that I fuck with um, that are my clients. And then um, I went ahead and switched from a sole proprietor to an LLC. I saw. Yes. That's exciting. So I'll be... Um, officially getting my business license in the next couple of days um is that their music i think they're just talking oh they've been loud a couple past couple days and then um we went to csu's prom um I ended up going to go be on maid of honor duties today. Um, I had an emotional breakthrough, did some meditation, came over here, did some more meditation, had another emotional breakthrough, and now we're recording. <laughs> so the week has been, you know, very chill, nothing major, nothing too crazy. I've just really just been like, like I said earlier, trying to just make sure my mental health is at its all-time healthiest. Um, I did do a reading because, you know, it was the new moon. Mm -hmm. um, so this reading is basically, this reading was really good. It basically was just like, hey, look, 
you're about to go through some shit. Well, you're going through some shit right now. And it may feel a little different and it may like feel uncomfortable, but just know like you're doing the right thing and everything is happening for a reason. You're exactly where you need to be. And you just need to stay positive and focus on yourself. And the more you focus on yourself personally, the more you will be, the more you will be um, successful in all other aspects of your life. So that's what the fuck I'm doing. I'm listening to my goddamn ancestors and the, and the universe and the spirit. And we're going to go on from there and see where I'm at next week on the lifestyle of Kiana. <laughs> the lifestyle of Kiana. Yep. So today we're talking about trauma. Yeah. So please make sure that you are in a mindset a mindset to listen to this. This and is definitely a trigger warning. We're trying not to trigger anybody, but you yeah. never know how your trauma will trigger someone else's yes. trauma. So, you know, talking about certain aspects of our trauma, we definitely, um, I know with trauma that I've dealt with, it does deal with like domestic violence, um, unaliving yourself, grief, death, you know. Um, so that is some trigger warning. For you guys, if you cannot handle that, if you're not in the space to handle that right now, please skip all the way to like 15 minutes to the end because we're going to play our game. Yeah. <laughs> to lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. But like all topics today are about trauma and how they affect us, how they affect our relationships, how they affect our everyday life. So like she said, go ahead. If you cannot handle this, skip to 15 minutes at before the, the end. end and well, thank you for the listen, and we will see you next week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm about to work. I'll start. So, how? Tra- um, I guess we could talk about different traumas and start there. Okay. Um. So, I think my biggest. I think my trauma deals with. I okay. Oh, I should have brought my notebook down because I feel like that would have been helpful in this moment in my lifetime. Um, actually, I think my neighbors are playing music now. Yeah, I hear them. Um, I think the biggest one for me mm-hmm. was my abandonment yeah. trauma and my unaliving myself mm-hmm. trauma, which was weird. Yeah. So for the abandonment, I don't know why I felt abandoned all the time. I don't know. I think my abandonment didn't even come from my parents. I think it really came from friendships Mm -hmm. because I didn't date a lot growing up because my parents are my parents and they were not good with that. And so like I've, but I also think with the whole like military moving a lot and even though we didn't move as often as other people, Mm -hmm. other military families moved away because you were the friends you were close with had to leave. And And that was before the whole, yeah. Social media aspect. Yeah. Everybody has their own cell phone. Like that's this is like way before. This that. is when we were sending letters and, <laughs> and we had to pay for long distance phone calls. So. And it was dial up and AOL. <laughs> this is the generation of where we were literally leaving like our parents had the first cell phones. Mm-hmm. To, we have cell phones, house phones, and our house phone is connected to our email. And yeah. yeah. So, like, it was very, I, I get it. I yeah. definitely get it. So, I think that's where it comes from. It wasn't like really me leaving or family leaving it was just being abandoned by people yeah 
Yeah. Which I think just affects how my friendships are now, which is, or how they were, which was, I don't want to lose any friends. And then as I became older, um, like early twenties, like mm-hmm. losing a friend that I called a best friend because I felt like our, me and her relationship was like being like, I moved here and mm-hmm. we would talk every day and I would go home a lot when I first moved here. But then like around the second or third year of going back, at least the second year, because I didn't really see her. Mm-hmm. So the second year, like I went back for my spring break. I went back a few days early and surprised her and then went to Nashville the next day. And our trip to Nashville was weird. Like it was awkward. And wow. I just felt the vibe was off. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I didn't really say anything when we was there. And I was just like, well, maybe it's because we haven't seen each other in a while. Maybe that's the reason. And so when I got back to hit tennis to Georgia, I texted her a few days after I got back and I was like, um, did you think our vibe was weird? Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe it's because we're going, and she was like, no. And I was like, she was like, no, why did you? And I was like, yeah, I don't know if it's because like, well, maybe we're going two separate set, set directions. Yeah. Cause I'm married and I have a lot of married friends here and they all either some of them have kids or didn't have kids, but you're not married. You have non-married friends in Tennessee and mm-hmm. then you all have kids. Like maybe that's a thing. And she was like, no, I think you're being crazy. It's fine. And I was like, okay, cool. Definitely like, invalidating feelings. And I didn't know that at the yeah. time. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So then I'm like trying to carry like a normal conversation with her. And she's like, well, giving me one more answers, not answering me. And then that triggers that response. And that it, it triggers that response of people pleasing when that starts to happen. Because yeah. you're like, why is she doing this? Did I say something wrong? Did, yeah. Should I have not so said I anything? Asked, yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you being weird? And she's like... I just don't know if I need to be part of your life anymore because apparently I'm not worthy of being your friend since I don't have kids or I'm married. And I was like, I did not say that. Yeah. I literally asked if like maybe we need to figure out what's going on with our relationship because we are two separate areas of our yeah. life right now. And I wasn't saying that you didn't you don't need to be part of my life. I was just being like, What's going on? Yeah. And like she took it and ran with it, completely ignored me and like was mad at me. So then I'm apologizing for her being upset at what she misinterpreted what I said and didn't clarify what I said. So I ended up just ending that friendship. Like it takes me a while to end friendships. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it takes me a while to end some friendships. It does. She I, gives people chance of chance of chance of chance of chance. Actually, I, the thing with her is because she felt that way, yeah. I just stopped speaking with her. Like, and I just was kind of, but we still like, had to on social media. No. This is like we were still on social media together, and like um, the thing that annoyed me with her is after me and like after that weird like fight thing, mm-hmm. she was then posting a girl who she told talked bad crap about a lot to me, yeah, as her best friend. She's like, oh, me and the best year going here, me and the best year doing this, me and the best friend are going here and doing this and that and this, yeah. And I was like, okay, so I removed her. Actually, I don't think I removed her yet. I posted this. I wonder if I still have it up. I posted this Instagram that had like a. Oh, not when you put the phone to the thing and start beating. That's weird. I posted this Instagram and it was like when one door closes, another one opens or something like that. Or like my favorite chapter of my book is Us and I'll look back on it fondly or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the way that. And then I like posted it in. She was like, is this about us? Because like this is being ridiculous. Like, you need to relax. Da, 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 da. And I just did I stopped replying to people when I get annoyed. So I just didn't reply to her. And I removed her off from Facebook and Instagram. And if, like maybe a year later she got pregnant by a dumbass. 
it's very interesting how people's lives change when they start listening to me. Mm-hmm. I be telling y'all, spirit, ancestors, and God don't be playing about his they folks. Because, mm-hmm. um, like I've said, every time somebody fucks me over, it's some bad shit that happens. But yeah, so that was like the first time that I had a very impactful friendship end. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of triggering. And, you know, the girl mm-hmm. was um, friends. Oh, here we go. Someone asked me if I knew you. A million memories flashed in my mind, but I just smiled and said I used to. So I posted that October 27th, 2019. That's wild. And I said, it's always sad when something and someone you thought would be your friend forever closes the door on that chapter. People belong in your life for a reason and finally closing on this chapter. Finally closing this chapter in my life and not explaining why makes me feel better. When when I say you're a friend to me, I 100% never want to lose you. But things happen, people change, and you grow. Either apart or together. You... You will always be on my mind and in my heart, but letting this friendship go, letting this friendship go kills me in ways I don't understand. I'll miss you, but I wish you the best. And I said, hashtag new chapter, hashtag doors closing. I'm here for it. And that was- I was saying, yeah, bitch, this is about you. And yeah, so that was October of twenty of 2019. And I saw that girl March of 2019. That's how long it takes me to end some friendships around here. Like, I don't know why it takes me so long. Jesus. But like, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> so yeah that was like the big thing and i think that's when my abandonment started to show its head mm-hmm. a lot more heavily which is why like when i had that issue when i when maria left i was like and she wasn't replying to me in the group chat and was only like liking Aaliyah's or replying just to leah or respond to just Aaliyah mm-hmm. or liking Aaliyah's stuff on instagram ignoring my stuff like that's why i kept i confronted her and i was like what what's going on and she's like everything's not about you victoria you just need to stop thinking about you. And then, unfortunately, got, like, her brother-in-law died. Yeah. I had no idea. Aaliyah knew. Yeah. And I was like, when did you find out? And she's like, oh, like, the day it happened. And I found out, like, three weeks later. On Facebook. Yeah. From somebody else. Yeah. So. Mm. But now I personally don't have a problem ending relationships and friendships if they're not good for me. Like, if I, and sometimes I don't even have to, like, say anything. I will just stop being around. That's how I kind of end things. But my abandonment also started showing its head when Antoine was getting ready to leave. Yeah. And I was, like, crying in the car driving to Taco Bell three weeks before the boy left, so. You texted me, and you were like, are you busy? I was like, no. You caught you, like, I just had a breakdown and Taco Bell's line. I was mm-hmm. like, what? You were like, it's my abandonment chilling. I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, So I've had a couple of different trauma things that have happened to me. So my mom is very vocal about this, but she's a domestic violence survivor. My dad was very abusive. Um, not just domestic violence, but financial abuse and... Um, verbal abuse um when what i have to realize that also i cannot blame myself and for a while i did blame myself for their divorce but what i had to realize is well my father is basically taught to be a man at the age of like 12 and he has to be like the man of the household he doesn't know how to express his love and for a while i was wanting that so much 
send that to me. Yeah, I need it. Um, and one thing um, that I realized, like the trauma of domestic abuse definitely isn't one of my traumas anymore, but it definitely was at one point. Um, financial abuse is definitely a trauma that I have. Um, just because like my dad definitely did use that against my mom. Um, if he didn't get his way. Right. Um, another thing is like verbal abuse. I, I can say like, I can cut somebody down with my tongue very quickly because I will go, I used to like be very slick in the mouth. I used to be very slick in the mouth, like bad. Like if you hurt my feelings, you said anything wrong. You said anything that offended me, bitch. I'm gonna say what I want to fucking say. I'm gonna hurt your feelings and not give a fuck. That was just me at one point. Right. Um, and then, um, unliving myself was very heavy in high school. Um, just because it was the motions of trying to figure out what the fuck I wanted in life on top of being the oldest child, on top of dealing with being put in the middle of two separated parents who were dating outside of the relationships, you know, it was just really fucking hard in high school for me. And my mental health was a drag also because like I was looking for some type of love that I just didn't feel from my dad. That's how I can see it. Like, I definitely understand those bad tendencies that I was looking for in other relationships. Um, And then abandonment has always been a huge issue with me. And that goes to my dad leaving all the fucking time for the military. It doesn't have any shit to do with friends because to be completely honest, if you're supposed to be in my life, you're going to be in my life. If you're not, you're not. I've always been okay with friendships ending. Um, I cry about it, but I let it go. Move the fuck on, right? Um, I can always support you from a distance. But when it comes to relationships, my abandonment was is heavily um, stuck in that. And this recent this relationship I'm in now has definitely shown me like, Okay, Kiana, this is a long distance relationship. This is going to like, it's going to trigger some things and you're going to have to confront them very heavily. So all the traumas I've been in, except for the domestic abuse and the verbal abuse and the financial abuse, but like the abandonment and the PTSD of like losing people who were close to you because like I definitely had to deal with knowing one minute I talked to my best friend and then the next minute he was murdered, you know? So like, that is a, that's a huge thing for me also. Um, but I am going to tell you guys some types of trauma because you may not even know or even identify with some of these that we have, but things that you went through, you may have a response to these um, and you don't know what they are. Right. So um, if you just look up types of trauma on Google, this is what comes up. Post-traumatic stress disorder, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, physical abuse, domestic abuse, domestic violence, psychological abuse, neglect, bullying, community violence, traumatic grief. And by the way, I state this heavily. Black people have traumatic 
definitely have a community traumatic issue. It's actually proven that black people are yes, born. That's basically it's inbred in our DNA. It's actually a mutation in our yes, DNA. Yes. I just I knew it, but like I, I had watched this girl the other day and she was talking about it. Um school violence, child neglect, verbal abuse, abandonment, early childhood trauma, developmental trauma disorder, coercion, kidnapping, acute stress disorder. Um Excessive anxiety or panic, inability to speak, irritation, racial trauma, and domestic physical abuse. Sorry, I'm looking for something. Keep going. Um, a lot of these. So for me, the PTSD, yes, physical abuse. I've never been physically abused. Um, but domestic violence, I have seen domestic violence in my household, um, neglect. Um, no, I don't really have that. Um, community violence, definitely traumatic grief, definitely, um, verbal abuse. I've seen that abandonment. Yes. Early childhood trauma. Yes. Um, developmental trauma disorder. No. Um, I definitely have I definitely have an anxious um, style in my life. Like sometimes I'm very anxious um, and I definitely have um, some sort of irritation when it comes to certain things. Um, so yeah, when it comes to, when it comes to <laughs> trauma, um, I have been very fond of now trying to figure out, well, when you're on your own journey, shadow work is basically trying to confront the the trauma that you have put yourself through, mm -hmm. um, not just put yourself through, but what you have endured in life and try to see why you are responding the way you are responding to those things. So for my abandonment, issue when i'm feeling very abandoned i became i become very anxious and i become very overly people pleasing like i will do anything to get like that's just how it was in the beginning in my previous relationship um i would basically beg this person to talk to me beg this person to not ignore me beg this person to be there for me beg this person and why am i begging when you're showing me exactly what i need to see and it's because I definitely you... get that because with my past relationship yeah i think we might have talked well i think talk about this in the podcast, yeah no i think we've talked we about talk it separately about this yeah and how like when we would get into it yeah it would be like ignoring me yeah and i'm like blowing your phone up yeah like, i don't like being fucking ignored and <laughs> i had to realize with that um in this relationship i'm in now what I had to realize is my trauma responses were not healthy. And I didn't even know that they were trauma. I started my journey literally maybe two weeks after I got into this relationship. Mm -hmm. So my trauma responses were a really big turnoff for him. And he let me know. He was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But when these certain things happen, you respond in a way that does not make me want to be with you. So, and it starts to push me away. I already did this. Um, my trauma responses in October when I started my um, 
container with my spiritual therapist, Casey. Yeah. So this is actually so interesting that we decided to do this topic and it just popped into my mind like, <laughs> oh, I have all of this on my computer. So um, I literally posted this quote before. So it says, before you can hear, much less follow the voice of your soul, you have to win back your body. You have to go on a pilgrimage beneath your skin. So trauma is, your trauma responses are because your nervous system is not. Yeah doing what's supposed to do so it talks about disembodiment and disembodiment is um at its core is deprivation the denial of the wisdom of the body it's self-sabotage disconnect swallowing feelings or ignoring your intuition mm. disembodiment leaving the body to swirl in about the others is the swivering of the line between your vessel and your spirit it's self-abandonment oh my which God. is a trauma response yeah i remember you read this to me mm-hmm. yeah so like Here's the, um, oh, let me just, symptomology of trauma, anxiety, depression, numbness, pain, disease, anger, rage, or fear. Mm-hmm. And so it says like feeling uncomfortable in your skin and body, emotionally or physically, feeling disconnected from a personal need, wants and values, living life out of integrity, de- decrease or non-existent desire for sex or connection, deny your intuition or gifts, feeling like you're observing your own life. So that's like, like how yeah. I used to float through life for a couple of years yeah. and be like, mm. like I would never, I don't remember how sometimes I'll be driving and be like, oh, bitch, I'm home. No, but you know what? <laughs> it, I used to do that all the time. And a lot of people, I was just reading this online. A lot of people are like the same thing. Like you have a terrible fucking day at work mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to have to go home and deal with bullshit. I don't want to have to go home and deal with these loudest thoughts in my head. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and then the next thing you know you're pulling up in your fucking driveway and you're like bitch how did I make it home safely just driving through the world in a car in a car like I can't just crash and burn and kill myself and 10 million others difficult being present great fear of using your voice or being seen lack of moments of pleasure engaging in unwanted patterns and feelings is hard to change Mm. that's not much of people uh, that you know Mm-hmm. So why do you disembody? It's a parent. It's a very. It's protective of your system. So basically, it just protects you from. If you disembody, it protects you from the trauma, which helps some people don't remember trauma. Yeah, and that's because your disembodiment has and protected you. When you think about disembodiment, it is definitely just a disconnect. So when you draw a blank, or when you black out, or when you just are. In a room full of people, you're going through something, but you can't figure out how to express it. Usually, I would like just not, I would just pull myself back. And a lot of people call it like, oh, I'm an introvert. You may be an introvert, yes. But some of the responses that you show, show that there is a disconnect happening and that disconnect technically is in dis- it is disembodiment. Yes. Because it is a trauma response. And disembodiment is just how everybody gets through life. Yeah. Basically. It's how you basically know how you're going to get to one day to the next. So like um, people that want to unalive themselves has just hit the end of their road. Yeah. So that's like the point. Another thing of disembodiment is um, since we've seen like um, a lot of black men and women being murdered on TV and on the news. Um, a lot of black people have trauma, right? So when we first saw Trayvon Martin murdered on the street, it was a huge ruckus. 
Then we had Sandra Bland. Then we had Alton. Then we had all these other people. And if you look on Black Twitter, you will see, we'll be like, hey, look, I get it. You're trying to bring awareness, but don't put that on my page or don't retweet it. Or like, this is a trigger warning. Like a lot of people in the don't Black Don't want to watch the yeah. videos. Don't want to see the videos. I didn't even listen to George Floyd dying yeah. until I went to a protest. We did a yoga protest. Yeah. And at the last 27 minutes, they played the whole entire yeah. thing. And I was like sitting there like crying. Bawling. It yes. And so. um, a lot of Black people have this disembodiment of when we see another black or brown body or face being murdered or raped or kidnapped and we see these white people who are the source of this pain we start to disembody because we know one and shit gonna change it and two Mm -hmm. it's another fucking body every fucking day Mm -hmm. that is another form of disembodiment it it's definitely a form of disembodiment for that so this is trauma one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Trauma is not the event itself, but it's the living memory of it in the body. It's what's left over. Yeah. Trauma is the lingering unresolved response to something that has happened too quickly for you to complete the trauma response. Triggers happen when something reminds us, sounds, smells, sensations, people, place, etc. of the memory. Yeah. It's your body's response to a real or perceived threat that resembles the original event in some way. Response Trauma responses are... What is that? Maladaptive behaviors learned in childhood to help you maintain safety and disconnect. This is an extension of disbodiment. Animals in trauma versus humans in trauma. The wild envelope doesn't seem to have antelope doesn't seem to have PTSD. We are not completing. We are so disconnected from ourselves, our bodies, and the earth that we are so distracted and constantly that we are letting the intuitive wisdom of the body lead. But the body will prevail. Mm-hmm. Pain equals pay attention to me. The truth is disconnect. Discomfort is absolutely beautiful, and there's a sacred ner- nature within your triggers and your emotional discomfort. So, most people for trauma responses know fight or flight. Yep. There's actually four it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Okay. So, let's go through them. Okay. So, trauma responses are fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. So trauma responses are sacred safety nets. The problem is not the reaction, it's in the mind. While these reactions may be labeled extreme, dramatic, or over the top, it is important to remember that they come from the past and will once and once kept you safe. So the fight picks fights, insults, reactions come in hot and quick, mm. control and rig- rigidity, mm. not open to others' perspectives, guilt, shame, hostility, react rather than respond yeah aggressive outbursts yelling throwing explosive emotions temper tantrums self-preservation is the main goal stop the threat at all cost flight is rushing going moving always fear of feeling stuck or trapped hypervigilant, anxiety and panic difficulty of being still overworking needs to feel like they are always productive moving on moving often from relationships friendships homes jobs etc conflict avoidance freeze is paralyzed feeling avoidance disassociation numbness shuts down mode brain fog confusion especially difficulty with decisions depressive symptoms procrastination isolation and detachment hidey hole low motivation and fawn excuse me avoids conflict boundaries and the word no people pleasing and prioritizing others disassociating codependent goes along with the beliefs of others, self-abandonment, dismissing one's needs, guilt and fear about being 
around asking needs to be met. Mm-hmm. So do you have any like fight or do you have any fight op- things that you could think of in the past that you've said in the past time? yes in the past i definitely was the fight type of person mm-hmm. um to react rather than respond self-preservation self-preservation was definitely a main goal um definitely um some control issues um and i definitely used to pick fights um for flight um I think my flight definitely started coming in instead of fight after my dad died. Um, I was definitely like very anxious, always panicking. I was definitely overworking myself. Um, And I would try to avoid any type of conflict, even if my feelings were hurt. Um, So I think for me for fight. Yeah. Um, I would say I have not been that violent of a person, but if you piss me off a good amount, I can get there. Um, because and it's so funny because I told this to Soft and Matt the other day. They were like, "What are your signs?" And I was like, "I'm a Aries Sun, Leo Moon, Scorpio Rising." Yeah. And I was like, "I have to inherently think every day not to manipulate people." Yeah. Because the way I can reach y'all and ruin your life, I can ruin everything. It's a little, little. It's a little disheartening. Yeah. Okay, I'm an evil person. Deep down, I could fuck some shit up she if is, I wanted to. Okay, y'all. She's but like I the jolliest person I know. <laughs> but I also know, like, this is the same bitch who got a nine millimeter up and who who will like bust back and some shit really get hectic. So like, I, you know, I'd rather not have to act that way. So I have my fight to a minimum. The only time that I feel like I have just out of the gate busted someone's ass is this one time. It was years ago. I don't know why this just popped into my mind. I was at church. Oh, God. Bitch, you were at church doing this? This lady said something rude to my mother. What? And I was like, don't you fucking talk to my mother like that. You don't fucking, I mean, I went the fuck off. Not Mama Green. Yes. Oh, uh uh-uh. And then, like, they were, like, so shocked because I'm, like, a very, like, like, how everybody was talking when Will Smith went up there and smacked Chris Rock. That's me. Yeah. Like, I'm a very calm person. Yeah. And then then I'm like, when you pick enough, I get really pissed the fuck off. Yeah. So that was like the biggest thing I can think of. And I was actually going back through where I took notes when I first started my journey. And it's crazy because I said, fight, not really me. It takes a lot for me to act a fool. Yeah. <laughs> so for flight, the rushing, moving always. Yeah. That is, so people put their worth on how busy they are. Yeah. And I used to do that same thing. Like, I'm like, I have to do this, this, and this. And if I'm not busy, then I have no reason to not do anything else, right? Yeah. So that was my big thing. And I learned through my healing, through my healing journey, like months before I even started this program, I learned that I was like, being busy is a time, is a social contract. That's yeah. not a thing. Like, always having to be productive is not a thing. Yeah. And when I realized that, I was able to turn it off. Very interesting. That's amazing. Like- yeah. When I realized that being busy and being productive does not make you a better or best person and be like, oh, my calendar's so full. Like, when my calendar's full, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Bitch, I ain't even got time to chill. I don't got nothing to do. So, the but the one, yeah. When I put when I first did this, I said flight is very interesting to me because it describes me all of the time. But when I realized that being productive and being busy is a social contract, because like 
Who the fuck wants to be busy all the goddamn time? Velvet to the touch. I was just invited to this. Oh, that's cool. It's four hundred dollars. Oh God. In North Carolina. So I definitely get that. Do you have any options? Do you have anything for flight? Um. Yeah, I said mine was the um conflict avoidance and the anxious, the panicking. Um, I always used to tap my foot. Like I used to tap my foot all the time. Like no matter what, like bounce my knee. I always used to have have to have something in my hand. Um, definitely the overworking. Um, and then I definitely have some type of. I used to have some type of flight response to the needs to feel like they're always being productive because that was like drilled into us growing up and that's so funny because i literally have that in my notes yeah it was like fucking drilled um and i think that's what really fucked me up this past week when i got into that argument with my brother because like you're putting my worth on what i what do you see when you're doing. here oh my god i'm so sorry i'm so close to this but what though. you don't see is the hard ass work that i do like behind the scenes like bitch I can be in my room laying down and still be on my phone and still do my work you know why because one I'm a fucking photographer and two <laughs> technology teaches you everything right and you don't have to sit there continuously being busy exactly and also let's just talk about the word lazy and but also burnout is so fucking real for people in the creative space and I don't think because I'm the first person like in my line of friends family and cousins really well not friends but like family cousins major all of that I can definitely see why it may scare them when it comes to me just like okay I know the dish needed to be done but guess what I'm gonna lay my ass down I'm gonna sleep why because my peace and my happiness and my mental health deserve a lot more than stressing and panicking over some fucking dishes I can wash in less than 15 minutes and yeah my mom would be like but it only takes 15 minutes okay and that's 15 minutes i could have slept mm-hmm. i'll do it when i want to do it you'll get it done and it's just also like with just being lazy yeah that is a stereotype yeah and i saw this shirt it definitely and that and lazy definitely came said, from the slave yes it literally like. said that black people have been stereotyped as lazy ever since we stopped working for free yeah I but we the shirt. reason y'all got all this shit. So I, need you. I need that fucking shirt. I saw it on that sale too. So the next one is freeze. Freeze is very, very interesting to me. So we can talk about this weeks ago and maybe on the podcast, maybe not. I don't remember because we talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> but like the Heidi hole, I used to do that. I, I would, when I was upset and I didn't want to deal with anything, most of, the, most of the time I was depressed anyway. Yeah. I would shut down and I would crawl into a hole and I would not speak to anybody for days. And I realized a few weeks ago with, I don't know what we were doing to talk about it, but I realized that I moved past that and now I feel like I want to speak about my feelings, talk about my feelings, talk about what I want to talk about, talk do what I need to do and get past the emotion that's bothering me at that moment which I did not do in the past. I would literally post on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat and be like, I am falling off the face of the earth. Please do not speak to me for the next three days. Yeah. Thank you. And the, what I tried to do with this, not this past December, but December of 2020, I was trying to fall off the face of the earth. And I posted and I said, I do not want to be bothered. Actually, I didn't post. I just told Ashley that I didn't want to be bothered at all. 
And so if she didn't hear from me, it's because I don't feel like being fucking bothered at yeah. the moment. Because school just ended. Me and Antoine were moving and I was freaking exhausted. And the fact that Connie blew me up yeah. the entire fucking time. And the crazy part is... After, even I told her, I was like, I don't want to be bothered. And that's like right... That's that's when me and you were getting really close. Yeah. And I remember because she was like, um, I was still talking to Vic the entire time through her thing. But that's because I knew where her head was because we talked about that mental space. Like, okay, bitch, you going through it? Okay, well... I'm gonna take your mind off of some of that shit. Let's do, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Like we, you know, sometimes you just have that friend you can you can get your mind off of the terrible shit, you know. Yeah. So like when that happens, y'all can hear the music. We apologize. My music yeah. are acting like they have no fucking common decency all the time, girl. Because I hear it clear as fucking day. Mm-hmm. But um, when that happened, you called me. You were like, "Why the fuck?" Has Connie been blowing me up all fucking day? And I told everyone that I was fucking moving. I'm trying to get my fucking life together so I can move in this goddamn house. Like, she was blowing me up like there's no tomorrow. And it was so crazy. And she's like, well, I didn't know. And no one told me. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, girl, I don't fucking need to tell you. (laughs) Like, that's not not how this works, man. Um, for me, um, my freeze definitely was the isolation or detachment, the procrastination, the brain fog, um, shutdown mode. Oh, I literally found the messages. That's so funny. That's crazy. Cause she said, you do it all right. Can I do anything for you? Good morning. I'm feeling much better today. How are you? Are you okay with me? What's going on? Seriously, did I do something wrong? You're normally don't ignore me. This isn't the the pan, the fit the pan of like two hours blowing me up calling me called me three times thought we could go to lunch today i can go talk about the water and power together trying to get call your actual phone and i was like i don't feel like talking today or until actually this last night and i'm sure she told you because she told me she told you yeah you're not the only person who's called or texted me that i've ignored i just need the day of quiet i'm upset with you because of how you told ashley i'm choosing key on the side of the situation I've seen Kiana one time on Tuesday <laughs> in weeks. I explained to you that I do not choose sides and fights because my relationships with people is just that, my relationship. I pick up Antoine today from the airport at 2 p.m. So no, I did not go out for lunch. If you get the water turned off, please let me know so I can get there before they close before I put it on name. If you're really so upset by my relationship with Kiana, then you should have came to me and not Ashley because of course she's going to tell me as soon as possible. And I need Matt's email or account number so I can send them the Right, according to the Dave Federal's app, I did nothing wrong at the end of the day, but try to keep each relationship separate from the other. When she was around me, she knows that's to run your mouth about you and you do in about you, just like you do not talk about her. I do not like putting in the middle of something I did not have anything to do with. I'm just trying to keep the peace at the end of the day because that's what I need. <laughs> and she was like, first of all, I didn't tell Ashley. I was like, oh, so now she's fucking lying. And now she's lying. Just out here fucking lying. And now she lying. And come to think of this. Mm. You know, what? and then she like was talking about how you posted some status, and I was like, if you were speaking to Yana, then you would have known that she was talking about Dre's baby mama, <laughs> who she has an issue with. But since since the baby mama has recently lost her job and was trying to break them up, girl, and I was like, and then she, you know she had that health scare, and I told yeah. you. Now I was like, I'm the one that told Kiana about your health issue the day it happened, and she was actually very worried and said she would keep you in her thoughts and prayers. And her mother said the same thing. Even at Cedric's birthday, she acts about you and was concerned. She had nothing to say about the situation and won't bring you up. No, I don't see your statuses on Facebook. My Facebook's like two days behind. 
I understand being upset and depressed about the whole horrible situation to lose a friend that you're close with, but I don't, I don't like finding out that I've been talked about from anyone. I wasn't cutting you off. Sometimes I like to fall off the face of the earth for a day or two, then pop back up because I have my own battles that I have to deal with, and that's how I do that. Oh, man. I mean, I was going off. <laughs> the thing is, I will go off in a way that will make you feel bad. But, y'all, what y'all don't... Okay, what y'all don't nice get, like right? So, <laughs> this that entire situation literally stemmed from her own insecurities. If you listen to that conversation... It stemmed from her own insecurities because she knows that she fucked up, right? And that goes into that manipulation fucking tactic and that victimization fucking mindset. And a lot of people fucking have it, especially white people, especially white people who are in black women's spaces and they want to make black women feel bad about certain things. And then when we don't fucking feel bad and we start living in our fucking truth, that is when it comes out to, oh, well, I wanted to, I, I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that. And I felt this way. Okay. Your feelings are valid. Cool. But bitch, I really don't give a fuck because you are crossing boundaries. Now you're offending me. Now you're pissing me off. And now we have an issue. You can't keep pushing, 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 and then not expect a reaction. Like I wanted to say the other fucking day on my motherfucking TikTok with this Chris Rock and Will Smith situation, right? Chris Rock was warned twice before this year he was actually three times he was warned in 2016 once by will smith when he made a joke about their relationship he was warned twice in 2018 about the same goddamn thing so in 2022 when will smith is probably dealing with the backlash of one his wife being a fucking joke all the time because of the August Alcina shit and the Tupac shit, him being looked at like a goddamn fool all the goddamn time. A was lot the of Tupac thing is because she was like into him or something, or they dated. A lot they dated, time. and that was like her first true love, and everybody has a first love. Shut and up. like this first love is also like the person that like I Willow Smith like wrote a whole fucking thing and was like, I really wish you'd come back alive and save my mom. And then like, you know, a lot of people have jokes on their fucking relationship. That's how much I do seem so. But when you sit here and you keep digging and digging and digging and digging and digging, you can't get pissed at a fucking reaction that you caused. I don't have to invalidate my fucking feelings. I don't have to stop how I feel. I don't have to do none of that. You cannot get upset about the reaction that you receive from somebody after you cause that fucking reaction. Sorry, not fucking sorry. A lot of people don't fucking get that, okay? Um, so yes, we go into shutdown mode. Does it does it does it help the situation? I don't want to shut down mode anymore. I mean, some people, not we in general, but oh, like, no, but like some people go like, it's natural instincts to like, just go into shutdown mode sometimes when you have that trauma, when you've had a trauma where you just shut down, right? Especially in black households, when you are taught to not cry. When, Let's like, move on. Yeah. Like, but black, really pissed me off. but black men definitely have a shutdown mode. When oh, they're yeah. taught not to, you know, express their emotions or stop crying or you're not a girl. That's how that shutdown mode happens. That's a trauma response. That is that freeze. That is that 
oh, isolation and all of that shit. It's terrible, but it fucking happens, right? So now you need to, now that you have some sort of knowledge about what it is, it's time you shake the fuck up. No, we have to do fawn first. Oh, fuck. So the last, oh, shoot. The last one is fawn, which is avoids conflicts, boundaries, and the word no. I already said all of it. Yeah. For fawn, I actually had some notes. My big fawn was work. My big fawn was work. Mm, I got a couple of those. Mine was the people pleasing, prioritizing, Mm -hmm. no conflicts at work. Do not like the word no, like dismissing one's own needs. Yep, that's me. Guilt or actually, I didn't have any problems asking for help. (laughs) But yeah, like work when I first started because our uh, my person left, our like assistant director left, and I was just like, okay, well, I need to do everything to like make Willis's like plate a lot easier. So that was my big thing. Was fun was work. Now I've gotten together. I have very good vibes at work. I'm sorry, y'all. It's ice. What, what's your fawn? Um, I think back then my fawn was definitely the people pleasing, um, the guilt and fear around asking for needs to be met, the self-abandonment, and um, one that I recently just got over, one that I'm dealing with now, is definitely the um, dismissing one's own needs for everyone else's mm-hmm. and that that goes back to the previous ones where we've talked about my partner telling me that I should have um, I should focus on myself more put myself more love myself more that's what I'm dealing with now trying to fix that so your window for tolerance for trauma if like if it was like a ladder because y'all can't see my hands mm-hmm. if it was a ladder and you have the steps in the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of the steps came off the ladder. And it was just like, ah! <laughs> that would be a trauma. That's your traumatic event that has messed with your system. And you'll either deal with it at the time. You'll deal with it and go up the stairs. Or you're going to be stuck. It is going to sit there. And you're going to disassociate. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like... Bitch, I'm not going. I'm turning so, back around. That is the trauma. And then I can also pull up the next temple, which was actually coming home into your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I forgot it wasn't all. I actually have notes though, because it's all videos. Okay, give me one second. I gotta pull my notes. So. I'm just crunching all out. <laughs> this part didn't cut out. Coming back into yourself was, for me, there was a journal, there was like a little journal work um, thing. And it has different like, let me see if I find it. Oh, energetic hygiene. That's a good one. Okay. So it's time to call yourself back into your body. You will do heart work, which is pre-practice journal exploration. So, Noah, I think this is actually good for both me and you to do. Because I'd like to see how my answers have changed since I were to do I want to do this. Okay. Let me get my notepad out. So, it's pre-practice journal exploration. How does my body usually communicate with me? 
I get headaches. When? When um, something is very traumatic or when I'm trying to overwork myself or any type of trauma response or anytime I try to like um, disassociate myself from something, I get a headache. So mine at the time was if my body wants me to slow down, I get sick and tired, mm-hmm. which is so funny to me. If it was something healthy, I crave fruits and salads and I want something salty, chips yeah. and pretzels, sweet ice cream or anything really. So my body is a lot of cravings because your body will tell you what it needs. Everybody, if you like sit down. Send this to me. Oh, I don't know if I can because it's on a. I mean like copy and paste. Okay. Um, if your your body will tell you what you need. So if you are connected to your body, mm-hmm. you will know when your body is like, I need this. Yep. Please give it to me. And then you'll know. So when I first started working my job, the first week was pretty chill. The second week I was fully into the system. <laughs> And it was training week. So I'm learning the system fully. It's training with my rotation leader. I got sick. I couldn't even go to Vrond's graduation. Because I got sick. Because my body was exhausted. Yeah. So um, now when my body says it needs something, I listen to it. I don't give a fuck what I got going on. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to go. Now I'm out that bitch. Now, the only thing I do, I have been neglecting myself of, is the eating. Because I just don't be... I don't crave breakfast food. So I don't I crave. Have I have snacks. I just food. don't crave like food early in the morning or late at night like that anymore. But like, John's just kind of like how you said, um, like when I want some something healthy, I know like the first thing I want, I want some fruit. Oh my gosh! And the Hispanic stand had fruit today. Um, like I know when I'm overworking myself. I start to feel it because I'm like, I don't want to go in my office. Like, I don't even want to look at my office. When I'm sleepy, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going, I'm taking a fucking nap. I'm going to bed. You know, it's very easy to listen to my body now that I've accepted some of the things that I've dealt with. So how loud does it have to be to get my attention? Loud is your body. Um, So in the past, I said, it has to be sometimes like, hey, slow down. I put that in all caps. But I haven't had that since early May. I don't remember the last time I even had that. And I was like, but now I recognize the signs of where my body's like starting to slow itself down. Yeah. Because I'm like exhausted. If I'm if I'm going through spiritual transformation, that's a different type of exhaustion mm-hmm. from if I'm just exhausted because I've been doing too much. Too yeah. Fast. So like my spiritual transformation is more of like an isolation. Mm-hmm. I will start fully isolating and I'll stop posting stuff and I'll kind of just like go into like a cocoon. Yeah. While my exhaustion is I'm going to sleep at 2 p.m. <laughs> until 9 a.m. the next morning. Like that's an exhaustion, not a transformation. Yeah. So I've noticed the difference with that. Um, but I also make sure I do my self-care. Yeah. Even if it's like five minutes, I'll make sure I do my self-care. How loud does it have to be to get my attention? It has to be really fucking loud for me because I, I'm serious. Like it definitely has. Well, for some aspects, some aspects, yeah. Other aspects, I'm like, mm, bitch, let's go. Self-care time. Go to head, go to sleep, relax, you know? And that goes back into that. Um, for me, that goes back into that how productive do I have to be? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what that for me is. So how much time do I spend fully present in my body? Um, and when I wrote this, I said once in the morning, once at night, and I will meditate 
it, I'll meditate to myself, but sometimes ground. If I'm not working or running around and my body needs it, I'll stop and meditate as well. Um, about five, 10 minutes of meditation before my mind will start to wander mm-hmm. is what I wrote in like October. Now, I'm always present in my body. It's actually a little annoying. The only time I'm not present in my body is when I get my lashes done because I'm in a very safe environment yeah. where my body does not feel like I need to be on alert. Yeah. So like, even when I'm like at home, my body is never on alert at home. But like, if I'm at school, if I'm driving, if I'm like at the grocery store, like I'm always like my mother always says like she always said that I never took my surroundings. I'm actually very observant. Yeah, very hyper aware. I just don't show it because if I'm like this, yeah, the people will be like, "What are you fucking doing, you yeah. big ass weirdo?" So I'm very present in my body at all times because me and my body are very connected. So what are some things that always send me in? send me out of or into my body i wrote um sends me out of is fawn or flight when i feel scared or uncomfortable and send me in is every morning when i wake up my high vibe playlist video or any of my playlists really i will still can say that i don't really fight or fawn, fawn anymore i have learned to just kind of basically slow everything down like i'm mm-hmm. kind of i feel like i move at a snail's pace lately <laughs> i'm just kind of like we're gonna slow this down it's gonna be fine like friday was probably my busiest day in a very 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 long time <laughs> like and i was like running i was like ah and i still had time to make sure i saw my body for so. me um oh recently like the last couple months i've been very present in my body um i am the type to be like no i can't do that i don't want to go out i don't i don't want to move out of bed mm-hmm. like i just want to sleep all day they'll ask me you were asleep yes i fucking was i was asleep why because my body's telling me i need a full eight hours of sleep and if not you're gonna be a cranky ass bitch so i've learned to listen um what are things that always send me out definitely some type of traumatic experience but that's just because you have to remember i am healing not healed i do have some trauma responses that still get you know triggered very very much um like on my cycle i am overly beyond overthinking and over anxious and panic stricken like that is just something that i've learned to deal with and learn to like try and navigate um and then what's something that can send me in my body definitely um just trying to like slow it down like you said after like trying to um approach the feelings or the issues of why i got to the point where i was and how i can change that and what's really making me it's it's definitely the shadow work right (laughs) what's making me respond this way what's making me so upset what's making me feel this way and how can i rein that back in and how can i fix it so it says review your last 72 hours where were you embodied or disembodied how do you know you're out of your body Mm. what does each feel like in your body and how does it show up for you so i said um, I felt both at the time. I always meditate in the morning and let my dogs out. I sit with my blanket on and relax with myself and just meditate out of body because I was packing and I was just going and going, oh, panicking and not, and I was just going and going and going, not even realizing time was passing me by. Feeling in my body, I feel light and connect, light and relaxed. I could just think freely. I connect with my higher self and she always tells me to hug myself. 
give my body extra special attention at night when I'm home and relaxed. I think I actually remember this. Yeah. Um, actual day when I wrote this. No, actually I don't because I was like in summer and I did this in October. Just kidding. Um, now, review my last 72 hours reading about it. I was embodied. I think it's very hard for me to disembody now. Um, how do you know I was in my body? Please. I'm too much in it. I think that's a problem. <laughs> and then what do you, what does it feel like in your body? Um, I would still say very light and airy. I kind of float. I am a cloud of sunshine and chaos. That's a tattoo you should buy. You should get. Yeah. Well, actually, that should be a sticker. Yeah, I'm going to have to make one. So, like, sometimes, you know, I can definitely, like, okay, my 72 hours. Is this, like, three days ago? Or are we doing, like, in a span of these three days? In span of the past three days. Okay. 72 hours. In the span of the last two days, outside of today, I was definitely in my body. Mm-hmm. But even though, even today, I must say, because I validated my own feelings and I stood up for myself, I definitely was in my body. So I've definitely been in my body. I've definitely, um, I definitely knew I was because I didn't feel bad for how I felt. I didn't feel like I had to people that was please. Growth for you. I didn't feel terrible for what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I was feeling terrible for the fact that like I have to deal with people in my life who do not support me or love me the same way that I do them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what hurt my feelings. And as I sit here and I talked to my mom earlier about it, that I was still in my body then because that's when I was able to realize like, damn, like girl, you grew because you probably would have smacked the fuck out of her for real. Like you probably would have like, like, you know, so I'm very proud of myself. I've definitely been in my body. Definitely been just, trying to live my truth and appreciate the small things, even if it's just a small win of me saying like, Hey, it's okay. You feel this way. And another thing, very proud of myself for not just trauma dumping on Victoria today. You did it. I was just like, do you have the space for me to vent right now? And you were like, yeah, of course. What's wrong? And I just, when I answered the phone, I was like, Hi, and I was like, "Wait, what's wrong?" Because yeah. you didn't even say anything, and I was like, "What is going on?" I was just like a fucking wreck, um, and emotionally, like usually when shit like that used to happen, I used to shut down, and I used to just hold all those emotions in. I used to go home. I used to act like everything was okay. I used to go home, put on a front, like everything was fine. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Go home, ball up in my fucking room, and cry my eyes out with loud ass fucking emo music on that used to be me but the fact that i was able to express myself so freely and not feel bad about it that is just growth so i definitely was in my body today very proud of myself very proud so the, my higher self's telling me i did a great fucking job today bitch the question is what am i afraid that might happen if i lean into these practices through with consciousness Writing may save your psyche as well. Hold the pen with a loose hand. Repeat the question out loud and allow it to carve your thoughts into the paper. There's no more judgment. Just let it pour out. So I wrote, I'm afraid that I will lose my structured self and that I'm not going to be able to connect with the real world because I'm floating by. Like I'm here, but I'm not here at the mm-hmm. same time because I'm on a higher plane. And that's the reason I'm staying here in the U.S. because I want to learn and be good at my job. And I can't do that if I'm all over the place. This is why I like my morning and nighttime. And during the day, I can feel like I do all the things I can't do at morning and night. 
Um, I'm not afraid of this anymore because I do float. I'm like, la, 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 la. Yeah. And, but I'm also very still structured at the same time. At work, I have my work. And at home, I have my home. And I can mix the both and relax at work and relax at home and work at work and work at home. Like I can mix it back and forth. Like mm-hmm. it's been very great for me to be able to do both of these things at the same time. So I definitely feel like I have moved past a lot of the fears that I had. For me, um, after my realization today, definitely. Um, like you asked me earlier, like if this doesn't happen, would you be willing to do this? And would you be okay with this? And yeah, that coaching I, class really coming. And I was just like, honestly, yes. I didn't feel bad. I didn't second guess it. I didn't do any of that like I usually would. So of course I will continue to do these. Um, I'm not really scared to anymore. I used to be scared because of that abandonment issue. Used to be scared because of like, I didn't want to feel left out or I didn't want to feel judged. I was too hard on myself. But girl, fuck all that. <laughs> so number six says, what am I afraid to feel? And how do I, why do I care that fear? And where does this narrative come from? This is a big one. I said, I'm afraid to feel 100% free. And I'm afraid that the feeling, because it's like I can't grasp at what I need in order to prove myself into others what I'm, that I'm doing this for me. I carry this fear because growing up, I was caught spoiled and annoying. Like, yes, my parents cared for me. That's what they're supposed to do. And my mm-hmm. husband is very much a caring person, too. He also likes to spoil me, make sure I'm happy. But to be called spoiled all the time, like, I'm not the one breaking my back is crazy. So I, oh, ow, you heard the shit out of me. You this is, fuck out of me. I'm sorry. This is why. Can I finish, girl? You are my soul sister <laughs> on that part. So I work hard, go to school. I work a job because I have to prove that I'm not a spoiled brat, is what I wrote in October. Now, um, that definitely, that was like all of the questions in one. How am I, am I afraid, why, what am I afraid to fear? Feel now, nothing. I'll feel it all. Oh my gosh, Siri, stop talking to me. And then I don't really carry my fear anymore. And I don't really care about the where narrative comes from because I've moved past a lot of the things that were holding me back for such a long time. Yeah. And I'm able to freely express myself in any way I feel yeah. at that moment of my lifetime. Um, but this is why you're my fucking soul sister, because remember that conversation I had with you like months ago, where I was like, to be told you're spoiled and to be told like, <sighs> you me. always get spoon fed and all that. Okay. Let's be a hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. Just because you didn't have the opportunity to feel spoiled by your parents or they were not able to give you that doesn't mean it is a bad thing for anyone else okay as long as we do the right thing i feel we're fine you know and the right thing and the wrong thing that's a fucking con that's a fucking social construct too because it's based off of fucking morals okay um for me um i think i the things i used to be afraid of i'm no longer are but back then, I definitely was afraid to leave my job and put that 100%ness behind myself. Like, I was afraid to not do something. I was afraid to say, like, yeah, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I was scared of doing it. Um, 
And I think that goes back to wanting, scared to being, scared of failure, basically. Scared of failure, scared of being a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that narrative basically came from like, I'm the oldest. My My mom and my family has always told me like, you're the blueprint. You're the ones, you're the oldest. They're going to look after you and yada, yada, this and yada. I get that. But to put that pressure on anybody is fucking ridiculous, especially when you have siblings. Yeah. So the next one says, how would I like to feel, be and express in this area of my life? I said, I'd like to feel free, (laughs) just open and free, less weight on my shoulders. And I definitely feel like I'm like that right now. I don't feel like I have much weight on my shoulders. I kind of just kind of get through life with like, I was literally on Key's Snapchat the other day and the girl, she's so fucking funny. She was she's like, fucking hilarious, bitch. Why do I leave the house with no money? And not even realize I have no money. Bitch, this she used. Store. And I was like, bitch, because I will make sure I have my wallet at least. I'm like, okay, wallet, bag, keys, phone, glasses. She just walked out the fucking house. She's just not a free. damn thing. And I was, I was like, I cannot wait to be at this moment where I don't worry about where things are at. Yeah. But that shit had me fucking rolling. Oh, I was like, you're, yeah. I was like, you're <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. She had me fucking cracking up. So I feel like I'm not as free as Key, but I'm freer than where I was <laughs> at that moment. Um, I already feel that sort, you know? Um, I definitely feel free just because I was able with the support of my partner to just move the fuck on and really accept the fact that my worth is more than what I was getting paid as a nine to five employee. And it wasn't even nine to five, bitch. I was waking up at like three o'clock in the morning and coming back home at like three o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon. Four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon, driving around for life touch, you know? So for me, because I stepped into my creative space and my my journey, um, but also the combination of stepping into the unknown and not being afraid of failure because I have enough faith in myself and enough faith in the universe and spirit that everything that's happening is meant for me and only me and no one else, you know? Um, I feel like I haven't really, haven't really felt scared like old Keanu would have. The next question is, where are we? Number seven? Oh no, number eight. Um, what is my relationship to my wildness? And I think this is so funny because I would put, I think the question is, what is my wildness? <laughs> so I would say my relationship to my wildness now is a lot better. I'm able to just feel how I need to feel, express how I need to express, deal with what I need to deal with in a way that is helpful to me. Not to anybody else, not to how everybody else thinks I should handle things. It should be how I need to feel like I need to handle things. And I feel like when I wrote this, <laughs> the question is, what is my wildness? I'm so funny, dude. <laughs> like, I think when I wrote this, I was 100% feeling like, how am I supposed to be free in a way that is so unfreeing? 
in a world that's so unfree is what I meant. Yeah. John's just dipping and diving. He's having a good time. Now. Girl, I fucking forgot you just got a fish today. All I'm seeing is seeing something flicking. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Um, my wellness is just being able to just have fun. I definitely get that. Without any type of fun is fun. Girl, <laughs> without any type of fear of, of like being judged. You, yeah. To feel like to be able to just like have fun and not give a fuck. Like, bitch, I felt sexy as fuck yesterday. I felt happy as hell. Like I didn't need the I didn't need any type of validation from anybody. I just felt completely free. Free. It was so much fun to just like go and like Despite the fact that me and Safia were like, we're not shaking no booty up in here because my boss is not looking at my I ass. I made my ass quit with my... <laughs> and then she taught all the other students how to do it too. I was like, I'm, bring, I'm stopping using They're CSU. grown. They need to learn how to throw, bring some money. I'm going to I'm stop bringing the CSU with this. At least they know when they go to the wet t-shirt contest during spring break, <laughs> spring they can win. Past. I know. Okay, so the next question is, do you allow yourself to fully express? What percentage do you feel you allow yourself in different spaces? Ooh. Homework with events, a win alone, etc. I said, at, kind of. At home, I'm 100% because I want to make my home my safe space. If I want to cry, scream, dance, laugh, sleep, that's my home. At work, I said 50% because I can't come off as a mad black woman, nor am I. And it's not. And it's a very professional place, but we have a lot of fun. <laughs> I said, friends depends on the friends. Alone depends on where I'm at. Sometimes I take just take myself out. I haven't done that in a while, but I need to. So for now, now going back, I would still say my home is 100%. My home is my sanctuary in yeah. the capacity of the word. My home's other people's sanctuaries in every capacity. Girl, when I tell y'all this is the most comfortable house in the motherfucking world, it really <laughs> At work, I would probably say about 75% to maybe 75 to 100% because the way that my boss is the most caring, loving woman in the freaking world, despite the fact that she has a lot on her plate, she's very understanding when I need her to be understanding for me. Friends, I feel like with my friends, I'm now at a place where I can say it's 100%. Because the people that are in my circle right now, I think are the people that I need in my circle right now. And if the circle changes, it changes. And I feel like I'm more at peace with having the circle change if needs if it needs to be changed. Yeah. Um, when alone, it doesn't matter, don't matter where I'm at, where I'm at my home alone. I if I'm alone, then I'm one hundred percent gonna feel and do what I need to do to feel comfortable in my body. Yeah. So I will definitely say that. Because like a few weeks ago I was supposed to shoot with the mirror and he was like, Oh, you want to do like a full nude? And that's typically why I shoot with a mirror yeah. full nude. And I was like, I'm not feeling comfortable in my body. And he was like, he sent this bomb ass message. Yeah. It was beautiful. And he like really made me smile. But I was like, I I appreciate it, but I'm still not feeling comfortable in my body right now. And I need to respect that. Yeah. For me to like feel the need to be in a fully nude shoot. Yeah. So that's beautiful. For me, um I creatively um and at with friends um certain friends i definitely feel like i can be fully expressive expressive um when it comes to my business i feel like i can be fully expressive just because like a lot of people have this thing of where like they feel like you have to be the most professional person in the fucking world and for me I'm like, no, because when I pull up to our fucking photo shoot and I'm playing, we can get crunk in the club, what, roll loot. Like, I want you to realize, like, bitch, you have 
about to get crunk in the club. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't want to have to downplay that side of me. That like, shit is so funny. <laughs> I don't I'm hilarious. I don't want to have to downplay that side of me. Like, bitch, we were at pet we were driving to Petco. She was beside my car. I had no fucking idea she was in the truck beside me. This bitch said she was honking the horn at me, trying to get my attention the entire time. I was like waiting. And up all the she window. fucking heard was my music. Usually I can feel when somebody's staring at me. I was like I was like, and I'm on like on Facetime with Ashley, and I'm like, Kiana's right next to me, and she was like, "What?" I was like, "She's." I'm looking right at her. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I had no clue this bitch was beside me first off. But then the crazy part is like when I got in front of you, I was like, "This would be hilarious if this is Victoria." And then you text me, and you were like, "I'm next to you," and I was like, <gasps> "Like I, I feel like I should be able to fully express myself." in any moment in any time and so for that it's definitely went alone because i'm definitely in my car blasting fucking music feeling it um definitely at home in my room in my office even like with my mom just joking around and stuff like that and definitely with my work and with friends i've definitely gotten to a point where i can fully express that um and just be happy like today proved that to me like i can fully express myself and not give a damn as long as like i understand your reactions but as long as i'm able to be at peace with what i say and i say it in a correct manner and in a manner that i feel like pulls my point across in a respectful way i always tell people if people say something crazy at least say it and make sure you have peace at the end of the motherfucking day. yeah i have no way you should say it be like I'm, I'm not gonna apologize for how i feel and how i express myself that's that again that is that people pleasing aspect and i don't have time for it so the last question is how do i feel going to my embodiment practice and what do i tend to explore with it i said i feel excited to learn more and feeling free i'm feeling good with my body and it but in all i'm not sure i tend to feel my feelings and feel free and not put myself in the box and I feel like that is still true to this day. Mm-hmm. I have been able to express myself through the way I dress, the way I, what I post on social media. Yes, um, I've changed my nails. Like yeah. things have just changed in the past couple of months since starting my embodiment process, coming back into my body. And definitely because she was a blonde. I love being blonde. And now she's a redhead. Like expressing herself through her hair, expressing herself through her new glasses and through her music and through her yoga, through her meditation. We definitely see it. It's definitely, it's definitely noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's changed and it's yeah. a, it's a peaceful change. Like I feel at peace with all my decisions. <laughs> and I got that, a fucking fish. Yeah. And like who the fuck needs a fish? Bitch. And that is the crazy part, right? So I feel so at peace with everything that I've done in the last couple months. Like I've come to the point where like, yeah, it may be a bad decision at the point in the time it's being brought up. But later on, like, I really had to realize, like, bitch, I'm living this. I'm living one fucking life. I'm living it for my fucking self. And I deserve to be happy no matter what the fuck is going on, where the fuck I'm at. And I should live like it's no fucking tomorrow. And that's what I'm going to do. So that was the pre-practice. So what you do before you get into your embodiment. Yeah. So the post-practice says, what was my experience going through the practices? Um, I would say free. That's yeah. all I really wanted. When I started my container with Casey, I wanted to feel free. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to feel good about me. Yeah. And fuck whatever else has going on. How do you, how do I feel my relationship to self has shifted through it 
beautifully. Definitely grown. Beautifully. Yeah. It shifted beautifully. Because I went from stuck up blonde perfectionist to badass red hippie dippy dippy <laughs> still shoot you in the head if I need to <laughs> where do I see where do I feel I still get connected to myself and what does it look like in prioritizing my presence and embodiment where do I feel like I still get connected to myself I still feel connected to myself when I sit with myself in the morning and I because I don't have to meditate every day anymore but I choose to when I want to um I feel like I when I sit with myself and connect to my higher self in less than a minute see I can see all the healed versions of myself when I connect to my higher self and I'm not like originally when I first started meditation I had to go to a happy place then climb the stairs to get to my higher self then open a door like it was like all these steps yeah. and now I'm just like I shut breathe in breathe out hit yeah so I feel like those are my three um my experience honestly has been amazing and beautiful for one and two going through the practices definitely going through my entire journey has definitely shifted my look on everything and i've grown at peace and just i've i've just grown period um how do i feel my relationship itself has shifted i've definitely become to love i've definitely come to love myself a lot more um definitely come to understand myself a lot more and honor myself more than i ever thought i would um and i still connect to myself on a fucking daily um and just taking this time for myself to sleep and to like read bitch i read to prioritize my presence and just just feel here like just to feel free just to do what the fuck i want um so yeah oh i didn't even know you was recording okay that was a little intermission so we just want to do some healing or like tell you some tips to kind of heal your trauma trauma and while once again everybody's trauma is completely different and your trauma is completely fucking valid yes don't let anybody tell you otherwise so please take these with a grain of salt if they don't resonate they don't resonate and that's totally okay um i feel like if we just go through like different traumas that we've had personally i think we can show how we yeah move past it um for me i had i could never figure out how i wanted to express myself Mm -hmm. without being put in this box of like perfect pastor's daughter church black woman there's a lot of boxes yeah um married that's a big box like i never really figured out how to express myself until probably what it was like a couple months ago Mackenzie apologized for something crazy that something that happened years years it wasn't even one thing it was the fact that she Mackenzie was getting into her own journey and she realized Mm -hmm. the type of friend she was to you at a point apologize and I don't know why that really just like opened yeah such a experience for me to feel and dress how I want but you know what it also happened the same day I was like this is you. That was a few days ago when you said yeah. that. Yeah. No, the other thing of when I sent you the girl and I was like, when I- From sh- Russia. Yeah. That was a few days after. Yeah. It was like, she, all together that entire week, you were just like, I feel really seen. Yeah. And I feel really loved. Like, so I definitely think the Mackenzie apologizing was 
a healing moment for me. That you and didn't, moment know you I didn't know I needed. Because yeah. I was, I would pass things. I'm like, la, 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 la. Like, girl, <laughs> on the phone when it happened, you were like, oh, girl, I moved past that. But thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was just like, what are you talking okay. about? Okay. <laughs> so I wasn't expecting it. And it was just peace at, for me, at least. It was just like, hmm. Okay. And I feel like it it healed whatever needed to be healed, held at the time. And then I feel like with a lot of my other traumas, my um one about the unaliving myself, that was a big one. I had to, first off, I didn't know that was pressed. So that would have been really nice to know what was going on. <laughs> but I didn't know depression was a thing because I was very much in the church. I didn't talk about it. In yeah. So they don't talk um, about it in black households. For me, much. it took therapy. Yeah. Like therapy is a good healing option. If you. If someone, if you can get free therapy, that's beautiful. Yeah. If you can afford therapy, that's beautiful. Like my normal therapy is free, but my therapy with Casey, I do pay out of pocket. Like, because I wanted a spiritual therapist. Yeah. And finding Casey was the clue that the thing that I needed to get me to where I'm at now. Now, who knows what I'm going to do next? <laughs> but I'm excited to see. Um, so I think therapy, apologizing realizing where you what realizing the things that you did in the past that were trauma responses like hiding not expressing your feelings all these things you did in the past that you have healed and moved on from but you have not told other people that are not on their journey do not know the difference between your old self and your they just know something's different but they Mm. don't realize all the things that you've changed not telling them (laughs) that you have moved past these old tendencies and you're in a new tendency not telling that was a very traumatic thing. Yeah. So make sure you tell whoever you need to tell. Like when you used to like not want someone to speak to you when you're upset to wanting to express your feelings. Like those things you should tell somebody. Yeah. Don't expect them to know because they don't know. Especially when everybody has their own life going on. Um, one big one, I think, is just maybe I, mean, I don't know if it's for men. I feel like men are very in touch with their little, um, with their little men. But I feel like for women, masturbation, masturbation. <laughs> is a healing practice, especially if you grew up in the church where they preach masturbation is yeah. not the devil. I think it is a very healing practice. And if y'all want some codes, please let a girl know, please, because I got them. Because I'm about to get me, I'm about to use one of her codes <laughs> soon, man. So um, I feel like that's a big, big one for at least me was learning myself that I didn't know, which is how I learned that I 100%. I mean, I can, it takes me a while to get off, but yeah, that's what I'm going That we'll do a whole, we should do a whole <laughs> sex one. We definitely have to. Um, I would also say not revisiting the people that hurt you. Yeah. Unless you feel the need to. If you've already had that closure, it's no point in mm-hmm. trying to reestablish, re-establish that. You really have to look at it and be like, you know what? It's over now. It's over. It's over. <laughs> like that cheetah girl song. Yes. <laughs> like when you sit down and you think like, okay, this is a perfect example. When you're in a relationship with somebody and it's a terrible, shitty ass relationship and you're trying to make it work, trying to make it work, trying to make it work. And you're like, why am I really doing this? Like, why am I really trying to make this work? Is it because like, I'm scared to be alone Mm -hmm. or is it just because I'm used to this? Mm -hmm. And then you realize like, I don't need this. Mm -hmm. That is what that is. Like understanding it's okay to move the fuck on. Mm -hmm. Change is okay. Um, Not being resistant to change. Yes. If you are on a journey, 
Bitch, you gonna change. Girl, you gonna change every motherfucking five months. Four days, five days, five weeks. Figuring out who you are outside of school, work, motherhood, fatherhood, if we got men Your relationship. Like, figuring out who you, you are. You. Yeah. Figuring out what you like. Not what some told you that you like, that you just, because I used to hate flowers. I have so many flowers. Yeah. My roses are killing it up there. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Figure out who you are outside of the box. The box, the box. And what you have to realize is, as a black woman, they put, they place us in a box. They place us in a box of, oh, you're a black woman with a good hair. Oh, you're a black woman who can do this. You're a black woman who has a really good creative outlet. Like, this, sometimes you have to step out of that fucking box. And really, 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 really put yourself the fuck first. Because at the end of the day, (laughs) it's not, like I said earlier, you are not living your fucking life for everybody else. You're living your life for you. And I just feel, um, so whatever you need to do to heal yourself and I would definitely suggest therapy just to get it started. I think therapy is very eye-opening. And also make sure you vet your therapist. Do not just go up in there and be like, let me yeah. just put all my stuff out here for that your therapist. But also you need to vet your friends and vet your family. Just because they're fucking family don't mean a goddamn thing. Family are some of the same people who will hurt you worse than anybody else. Shadow work. Definitely. The shadow work will definitely open up your eyes to things that you have hidden in the past that you did not realize that you have hidden so i would definitely say doing your shadow work like some trauma that you may not even know you had like one listening to this you may realize be like damn did i go through this one big thing i would 100 100 say to do 100 is honor your inner child yes because your inner child is the most innocent version of you who you are when you were coming out the womb, before the boxes, before the labels, before the you have to wear pink because you're a girl, you have to wear blue because you're a boy, before all of that. Before your inner child knows what she wants or he wants. Before you were corrupted. Yes. I feel like if you are able to honor your inner child, that will put your healing at such a weird advantage and a more simple advantage without feeling the need to go do something if that makes sense do you have anything else um not really okay i feel like we went through a lot we so did. please at the end of this make sure you breathe are we still going up i don't even know man i was thinking about that because it's like almost up. nine o'clock well i don't think the game starts till like eight nine o'clock yeah it doesn't so you know you and she update get it together um, so we just want to make sure that you, before you go deep into it, like before you like go and kick your therapist out, you know, like make sure that when you listen to this episode that you listen to an open heart, open mind. But also another thing I want to remind you guys is you're not forced to start your spiritual journey. Um, and stop forcing shit. Mm. Stop forcing things. Just let that shit happen naturally. Like I get a lot of people are on their spiritual journey and a lot of people in your life may be able to express themselves the way they are. Um, 
and be okay with it. But you are your own fucking person. You should not be out here living a lifestyle that is a lie to you. You should not be out here trying to put others on a lifestyle that is a fucking lie to you. If you are not completely, totally doing your own work, there is no possible way you can teach somebody else to do your do their own fucking work. Come on now. I just feel like, and a lot of people who are in the spiritual world love to get like crystals or some form of divination or um, some type of just getting into apothecary, plants, all of that. You need to make sure that not only are you vetting the people who are around you and your family, your friends, your therapists, all of that, but you need to vet and you need to bless over the shit that you get from random people too. Because the energy does come off of somebody and go on to what the fuck you getting from them. I need y'all to really look into that. You cannot be here selling shit and then your demons is my demons and I'm wondering why the fuck your grandma in my, in my goddamn corner. Bitch, I don't know you. And now I have to help you? That's not cute. <sighs> yes, ma'am. Okay, we're going to play our cute couple rounds of our friendship oh, game to end off the episode, like always. Are you ready? Hold on. I'm over here shuffling, girl. Okay, go ahead. What do you think my circle of friends have in common? Um, Definitely the creativity aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... Um, trying to just figure life out i think that's what it is like we're all on a journey and it's just different journeys at different times um especially when it comes to like brandy's journey at school and if you enjoy our podcast please rate and review us on spotify follow us on instagram and tiktok at the t3 podcast make sure to come back next week for our new episode until then this is victoria and kiana and don't forget to grab your cup of tea or tequila